Welcome to Season 2 of the Pull Hook Golf Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt Cook and Bobby Brown. Welcome back, everybody, to Pull Hook Golf, the podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cook. We've got our other host, Mr. Bobby Brown, on the other end here. And my goodness, this is episode 39, and we are still going strong, Mr. Oh. Brown. Wow. <laughs> It's, it's crazy to think about. I know. I know. Nuts. I was looking back at, I was like looking at, um, uh, like I scan through, you know, I go through YouTube like once a day. I'm like, oh, I wonder how many people, I don't understand it like you do, but I wonder how many people view our, our shows and stuff like that. And I was looking at like at our past ones, like when we had some of our caddy guests on and that kind of stuff. And it's like five months ago and I'm like, man, that seems like just like yesterday. So, I know. How crazy is that? That I know, literally five months ago, you and I joined teams and just yeah. hammered this thing out. I mean, here we it's are, been bro. fantastic. I've loved here it. I know are. you've loved it. Well, <laughs> we're grinding through this off season right now. That's for sure. We still got things to talk about. Oh my gosh, do we ever? We've got yes. the Hero World Cha- Hero World Challenge recap. <laughs> We've got the Mixed Field Australian Open recap. The mm-hmm. South African Open recap, which we yes. didn't even talk about last week. Yes. And then we've got the beginning of golf's silly season. Now, <laughs> I, I don't mind it. Basically, it's the exhibition season. We'll be talking about it. There's, there's a few events I like within there, and uh, I'm sure you've got some commentary on it as well. The sure. other one that I realized we haven't talked about at all on this show. It's been out there and, you know, I didn't really feel the need to, but I feel like it's going to be an interesting topic tonight between you and I of talking about the PIP results, the player. Yeah. 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 So we'll we'll get into the results on that, give some commentary and then, uh, man, oh man, another live golf lawsuit. Shocker. I heard about that. (laughs) We'll we'll be talking about that towards the end as we normally do with all of our live golf news. But Bobby, Yes. Hero, Hero World Challenge. Victor well, Hovland. Yes. Back to back. Back to back. Unbelievable. Only guy, only guy back to only guy back to back in that tournament since the great one himself, since yeah. Tiger. I was, I was reading, right? I was no also reading, Yeah, I was also reading this um uh thing that I didn't even know. I didn't even know this, but I guess he's had five or six um professional wins since he turned pro. Did you know this, Matt? And he's never won one in the States. In the United States on the PGA Tour? Really? That seems odd. Did I read that correctly? I'm trying to think about it in my memory. He's never won one in the state. He's never won on the technically on the PGA Tour in the States. Wow. Yeah. Can can you prove me wrong? I'm I'm, no, I'm I'm, well, I'm gonna confirm it. Let's see. Let's see what we got. I don't have no keyboard ears. You do your magic right there. Victor Hovland. Let's see Let what we got it for you. Has Victor Hovland won in the United States? Not counting, I think he did win the USA. I'm at Pebble Beach, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he? All right, let, let's see his wins here. So PGA Tour wins. We got Puerto Rico. We got Mayakoba. And we've right. got the Worldwide Technology right. Championship at Mayakoba. So, right. yeah, we got two in Mexico yeah. and one in Puerto Rico for his three wins. <laughs> and then the other two came on the European Tour. And then, of course, he just won the uh, Hero World Challenge, which is considered on Wikipedia, by the way, as other wins. So whatever oh, that know. means, <laughs> other wins. He's got two now. And it's updated, by the way. It's got him yes, winning by like two it. strokes over Scotty Scheffler. Yes. And you know what's hilarious? He beat what? Scotty Scheffler last year, too, by a shot. 
Did you know that? Um, I actually think Sam Burns finished second last year. Oh, maybe it was a tied for second. Let's yeah, maybe it was probably T2, but that was my angle on making Sam Burns not win this year is because I picked him. And you know, whoever I pick, you can, you know they're never going to win. But I'll just do my little <laughs> random. I didn't not. I'll be honest. I didn't. You hooked it. Yeah, well, what else is new? <laughs> I'm the worst. I told you, my I look for value for the dollar, and I just I'm trying to give guys information on guys that are could be like thirty or thirty five to one. That if they like bet five bucks to win on them every single tournament next year, maybe a guy like Westmoreland or Eric Barnes or the SH Kim is going to show up, and and these guys will think that I'm a fucking super genius. Otherwise, we know that. I, and I've said it before. I don't know. I'm on the inside track, man. I don't know how you bet on golf. I just don't know how you bet somebody to win. That's for Bobby, sure. But, but here's the thing. We've been on far. We've hit a bet in like the have. last you well. Have. You're good. Ah, you know, I really good. thought after the first day that my pick of Tommy Kim was really going to just pan out. Well, and then he man, just fizzled. And my man Sam Burns was right there. Was a shot off the lead too, right? Didn't you send me a screenshot? Yeah, and said, oh, man, we're on form right now, Bob. Yeah, I did because he was plus, I think he was plus three. And I'm like, I started giving you some shit about it. And then I'm like, hang on a second. He's going Yahtzee on the back nine. I was like, he got it back to two under. Don't you remember we were talking, we were talking about something. We were texting and I'm like, oh, by the way, Sam Burns is three over after five. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it was. I wasn't busting your balls. You were busting your own balls. Oh God, that's plus. Good for, good for Victor, good for Victor Hovland. I mean, 16 underwinds by a couple over scotty scheffler i know he had some drama on the last hole he had some drama on the last hole i think he hit one he okay i what i was gonna say did you watch it yeah i watched a little bit of it but i didn't watch that finish but being the professional that i am i knew what was happening on the last hole and actually he had a three-shot lead if i'm not mistaken standing on the 18th tee and well he ended up winning by two he ended up winning by two that's because scheffler ended up bogeying Oh, so I, thought, I thought Scheffler got up and down from No, the, so here's the key. First of all, let me clarify one show. thing. It's your show tonight. No, man. no, no. Hang it's on, Bobby. Here we go. You show. ready? So yeah, go. You, <laughs> you've got Scotty Scheffler finished second. Sam Burns finished tied for third last year. So oh, that's number really? one. I, I've got the okay. official records here right from the Hero World Challenge website. All right. All right. And the second thing yeah. is we've got yeah. Hovland. Which yeah. Scotty Scheffler sitting in the middle of the fairway. Hovland's right. just out of the fairway bunker. Yeah. The ball's yeah. way above his feet, and it's like right. an awkward stance. Right. You as a caddy, do you say something? Well, uh, well, I didn't I didn't get to see that. I want I should have played the replay of the shot, but I'm I'm guessing that they were probably playing smart and he just pulled one into the water, right? No, he was no. trying to get it all the way up to the green. Oh, was he? Well, live and die, live and die by the sword. But I can't talk shit about his caddy, Shay, because he lives like 10 minutes from me. He's one of the good guys, Shay Knight. So I can't really talk shit because I might run into, run into him at Trader Joe's or, or wherever. Well, or, I don't or, know if he. Well, I'm Trader Joe's. Him. He just won. He just won. So he's the Whole Foods guy. I'm the Trader Joe's guy. So, you know. There's nothing wrong with Trader Joe's. I love Trader Joe's. I live there twice a week. I live there twice a week. It's amazing how much shit I can get for $145. Lori sends me in for garland. They have like this little furry garland that you put on the Christmas tree. She's like, oh, my God, you got to go to Trader Joe's and get the garland. And I clean up on the candles and all that kind of stuff. And working for the Koreans, they turned me on to, don't laugh at this, but they had this beef 
thing. It's called bulgogi, beef bulgogi. Right, or something you told me like about that. this. Trader Joe started carrying it last week. So I did my bulgogi debut last week in the family. And um, I'm going to say this. My boys ate it. They didn't think it was anything special. Laura, you never know what kind of mood she is in after teaching school. She didn't think it was something special. But I thought it was good. And, and it was better the second day out of the fridge when I needed it up. So let's get back to, let's get back to that. Let's get back to the golf. So Victor, <laughs> so to answer your question, it is so easy. And I'm a caddy, right? But it's yeah. so easy to sit on the couch and go, what they were, what were they thinking? And, and this, and that, and, you know, but Matt, we've always said, and you're a really good player yourself, a, a, a committed golf swing is really all you're looking for, right? Because yeah. they usually pull it off nine times out of 10. And, and honestly, they probably, if you're standing on that tee with the two shot lead and Scotty's in the middle of the fairway and they chip one out into the middle of the fairway and they're going to have to hit a wedge close or something and, and try and make a pot. And if Scotty makes birdie, then they're going into playoff hole. So maybe they were sitting back there and they liked the line. He was playing for it to go left and, and whatever you're doing for 71 and a third holes you're doing right as a caddy you you you're really listening to your man is what you're doing you're listening to him describe the shot and you're just in there kind of you know building his confidence and that kind of stuff so my days of shit talking about well i would do it about some other caddies but my days of shit talking about caddies and their decisions and that kind of stuff are pr pretty much over because they got the dub and they won by two and scotty played great cam young played great he's 12 under fuck when's he gonna win man he's gotta he's gotta win i would i would imagine he, he if he doesn't i would think he's gonna win this year maybe win more than once this year but if he doesn't win this year then he's probably gonna get that little bit of that monkey on his back um what else was I going to say? Xander finished fourth. Another good showing. Not as Xander gets beat. You know, he he really wasn't in the mix. He finished 11 under. I think he got beat by five shots, something like that. But we did talk about him a little bit, which is easy to talk about Xander in any tournament as a as a guy to beat, right? Justin Thomas had a shitty first round. He played pretty good. Ended up finishing fifth, 10 under. Um, Colin Morikawa, pretty solid, nine under. I think he was he was in sixth place. Tony, God, just go down that leaderboard, right? I Tony, know. It's, fun. Know, it's a fun list. Under. She super tight. And I know you watched because I did watch the first couple of days because I knew it was going to be windy and hard as shit. And it, and it was the first two days. And then they started, you know, and then they started showing their true colors as the best players in the world. When, when, um, you know, when you don't get tough conditions, um, Sung Jay tough first day, I think he shot three over poor Billy Spencer. He was probably taking shit even in a, in a, even in a 20 man field, but he battled back a little bit to finish tied for eighth at, at five under. I don't, I don't even know. I didn't even see what it paid, but I would imagine tied for eighth in that purse still plays probably fucking a couple hundred grand or something like that. Your boy, Tom Kim. Oh, another Tom top Kim. 10. I love Four Tom under. Kim. Yeah. I just, I mean, even as he struggled on yeah. Friday and Saturday, mm -hmm. he's just fun to watch, man. Like, well, he's, fun to, well, he's fun to watch. And it sure seems like him and Joe have a good relationship right now when you listen to him talk and that kind of stuff. And it seems like, you know, Caddy's, um, man, when you work for, how do I say this? Caddy's confidence can go up and down depending how a player's playing. And I felt like Joe probably lost a little confidence when Ricky was struggling for a few years, but it seems like Joe's got his feet back underneath him and he's able to get in there and Tom's listening to him on shots and taking his advice and top 10 for him. My super pick finished 12th, Sam Burns. I mean, it sounds pretty good when I pick somebody and they finished 12th. Bad news is he only beat like eight guys for me. So that's a 20 man field. Um, 
Jordan Spieth, man, fucking 15th, one over, played like shit at the CJ Cup. I don't know, a lot going on there. There's been, you know, there's been all this talk. You know, I'm not a huge Cam McCormick fan, so I'll just leave it at that, what I think about that. But obviously he's very loyal to him. Um, my one question, Mark, why is he in the field as much as I like him? Kevin Kisner, because he's a character. Uh, he beat one guy. He beat one guy. He finished it, he finished it six over. And uh, that's pretty much all I got on the Hero World Challenge. Would you like to add something, Matt? You know, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. It's your show this week, Matt. <laughs> we got, so the payouts, just so that you know, yeah. um, everything from... Uh, fourth all the way down to 20th made about the same right right about what? 100k oh really yeah so everybody made 100k so tommy fleetwood in last at plus seven 100k you got kids at 101 you got lowry at 102 oh it goes up by well it kind of goes up by a thousand bucks every single player spot up and then as soon as you get to Third, which Xander in fourth got 150k. Oh no way! That's yeah. it. You got Cameron Young who had 225. Then you had Scotty Scheffler 375, and you had Victor at uh, a mil. So it was a 3.5 million dollar purse. Oh man, you're smarter than me. I thought that purse was a lot bigger than that, but I sure would have liked to been there. That's I for know, sure. right? I mean, that's an easy, easy hundred grand for your boy if he got into that field. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you get to go to the Bahamas, go to Albany. I mean, you get to go yeah. play around with some pigs over there. Like, yeah, that's their big yeah. Deal. Is, that, is that where the pigs are on the yeah. beach? That, that Albany, I think there's a discovery. Uh, what do they call it? Where do all the rich people hang out? Baker's Bay, right? It's called yeah. Baker's Bay. Yeah, yeah. All the all the Dustin Johnsons of the world and the Ricky Fowlers and all of them. I think that's like their meeting place. They're in with all those, um, uh, whoever those guys are that I, I, I Meldman, no, I think his name's Michael Meldman or or Meldman or something. That he was the genius behind Discovery. Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. You're gonna laugh though, Bobby. I still what? love Atlantis. <laughs> it's just just over in uh, oh, just outside of there. Nassau in the yeah. Bahamas. I love you know, Atlantis. When, well, when me and Lo when me and Lori first started dating, we went down there for um, we went down there for two or three days and just hung out by the pool. Didn't gamble or anything like that. We drank, right? You drink and, and hang out by the pool. But I know Scotty, I know Scotty's got a place there, Adam Scott. And he, I was asking him for, if you ever go, because I know you like good food. Um, I, I asked him for re restaurant recommendations. Man, I can't think of the name of it, but it's um, uh, it's some pink house. If you like Googled up pink house restaurant or something in, uh, in Albany and, and Scotty actually got us in there and it was a, it was a fantastic place. It's limited seating. It's probably only about six or eight tables you know and they just there's four people hanging out on your table you know filling up your water giving you more butter for your bread and that kind of stuff speaking Love of that. good dinners speaking of good dinners want to know what i did last weekend we got a date night in Ooh. me and Lori. Ooh. yeah we got a date night in in downtown charleston and and i know you're a huge halls yeah. fan i've only been there 78 times but have you ever heard of a restaurant in charleston called grill 225 it's our it's our favorite. And we went to mm. Grill 225, which is, don't get butt hurt over this, but it's it's a better steak than Wow. Hall's. And it's what a steak more, did you get? Um, I got the petite filet, eight ounce. But I'll tell you what, I went in two days before and I told Lori, lobster, 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 right? But every time, and they got those jumbo menus, which is good for a 58-year-old because I don't have to pull my phone out and shit. And it's a quality menu. And it's like three pound lobster market price. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Fucking market price is 
And but then on the appetizer menu, have you ever had a fried lobster before? No. It's a it's a fried lobster, and I don't want to shell it and say it's like a Kentucky Fried Chicken fried over it, you know, the batter and everything like that. But it kind of is. Fuck me, was, was it good? Yeah, and some oysters rock. We had some oysters rock, and this grill two two five is famous for a nitrotini. Have you ever heard of a nitrotini? It's a martini that comes with a warning thing on it. It smokes and everything like that because it's like you're not supposed to drink it. You could you burn your mouth or or something like that from the frostbite. You have to wait about two minutes. But I had is it you know, dry ice that they throw in there? No, it's not dry ice. It comes out of the mm. machine. It's the only place we've ever seen it. It's famous. It's famous for a nitrotini. So when you get bored, or if you come to visit me in Charleston, I'm going to come visit Bobby. with Alyssa. We'll go to Grill Two Two Five, and you have a nitrotini, and tell me if it's not the best martini you ever had. So mm. anyway, so we have we have dinner. We got a little hotel room. They're opened up. You know, hotels are popping up all over there. We went to this little Hilton property that's called the Liberty Place. Remember that because oh, it's yeah. brand new. It's got to be four or five months old. And it's like a upper echelon. I don't want to even want to say extended say, but it's like a king suite is like a full kitchen, a living room. And I'm just going to end it at that. But it was a good night. Wow. Bobby had some She's been in a really good mood the last three days. <laughs> <laughs> she did not feel good but i'm one drink and done and i'm i was i was i'm fresh as a daisy you know but she did not um uh how'd your did, back hold up uh, <laughs> i was in a shitting position the whole night thank you <laughs> i told you it came with a living room and a couch dog i didn't have to do that shit that's valid that's valid you, you put that well, we, type of money in we, we had to come back on Sunday. Nana, um, Janice, Lori's mom, watched the boys for us, which is, she's like our ace in the hole. And we don't get to do these date nights very often. And she, she certainly needed a break. I don't with her job, you know, with her job, she needs a break. I don't. I mean, shit, I just sit on my ass for the off season. But um, my son, you know, soccer's over with my my son. But we, we he, they got six kids together off this, the James Island Cup team and they played futsal. You know what futsal is? Futsal's indoor no soccer. idea. It's oh. all indoor soccer. I used to play indoor soccer. Yeah, six on six on six, like on a, something a little bit bigger than a basketball court. Yeah. And so he had a futsal game on Sunday. And fuck, is it exciting? It is so. Oh, fun. it's intense. A lot of scores too. Yeah, there's no throw-ins. You just kick it in and that kind of stuff. Yeah, they lost eight to two, but I don't think any of those kids have played futsal before. But my kid got right in there right off the bat, and they had a, another kid in goalie and that kind of stuff. My kid stuffed the first one in. He went all crazy and he was super aggressive. So. That's what that's what it, that's what I did, and I laid around the couch and I watched a little bit of golf. And I told you I've been on this big World Cup soccer soccer thing, and I watch it with my nine year old. We try and get him a little better. And I saw the best soccer game I've ever seen in my life today. Did you see the? Did you happen to hear about the Morocco Spain game that went to penalty kicks? The fucking no. keep Morocco stopped the first three out of Spain, which was I think was a pretty big upset. So um, wait, so Morocco was, beat Spain. Morocco beats Spain. Wow, that is an upset. Yeah, that's that, a huge actually? upset. Yeah. Cream, cream rising to the top in this World Cup, though, huh? Kind of like these, like playing in majors and that kind of stuff. The cream definitely rises to the top. I think the second game was, um, where, who does Ronaldo play for? Portugal? Is it? Yeah, Portu they they lost. Yeah, he didn't even start. He hasn't started the last two games. Well, they Ronaldo. lost to South Korea. They did the first, yeah, the very first game, but but now they've advanced. Now they advanced through. They ended up winning like six to one or or seven. Or well, seven I just remember the Tom Kim interview. Did you see that when all of a sudden yes. he's walking to the yeah. uh, the news yeah. conference and all of a sudden he yeah. looks at his phone and he's like, 
Why? Why? Yeah, I mean, get priceless. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was bullshit. I think it was all acting and everything like that. Hey, I don't good know. acting. Well yeah. done, Tomkin. Well, those Koreans, they love their sports. I mean, they're not good at very, very much. You know, I think they're the, I think they're really good at golf and they're really good at table tennis, aren't they? Aren't they really good like ping pong players, table oh, tennis? Absolutely. Did you know they that? Are. Did you know? Here's a random, random. I don't need to know fact. Did you know that Ben On's parents were gold medal winners of table tennis in the Olympics? Really? Both of them. How's that? Yeah. Do you think there's something to be said that golfers, the really good golfers, are really good at table tennis? Hand-eye coordination, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gun. yeah, yeah. got to be hand-eye coordination. It's a pretty. It's actually now that you say it, it's yeah. very simple, like logic. Yeah, it is <laughs> hand-eye coordination, <laughs> man. It's just, it's a fucking thing. I think that's why hockey players and tennis players are pretty good golfers too, right? Yeah, because hockey players are. Yeah, Australian Open, the men's. You want to get into oh, the let, Open? Let's dive in. I mean, this this mixed field Australian Open. Yeah, it was it was special. I was man, I I got really hyped up because I love Adam Scott and I'm sitting there watching him play at a caliber that I'm like, wow, this this is the Adam Scott of old. Like he's back with Stevie, like this thing's happening. And then it was almost like on Sunday you could tell that he hasn't been there in a little while. Yeah. And it's yeah. like that reality sets in and the pressure builds up and it's like, oh, well, I got to get comfortable with this again. Yeah. And he ends up shooting two over. He's, he's yeah, two over. He finished second in the final group. I mean, I don't even think it was close. The other guy went Yahtzee, didn't he? Adrian Moronk went Yahtzee and ended up winning by five, maybe five or six, maybe Bobby. something like that. But Scotty's, Scotty the last four or five years has had trouble finishing him off in the past, though, on Sundays when, he, when he's in in the mix. So just because he's, he's not there that often. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. like you got to yeah. get that experience. Yeah. And I mean, that's what happened with Scheffler. He finally got into the role of like getting those wins and that waste management open, kind of opened the floodgates, yeah. which yeah. it's funny because then the Masters comes and he ends up four putting the last hole and he he did not look good on 18 on uh, Sunday at the Hero, that's for sure. He basically shanked yep. it into the bunker and then hit a terrible yeah. bunker. Well, it technically was a waste area, so he's yeah. got that going for him, but ends up bogeying it when he had the perfect opportunity to put the pressure on Hovland, yeah. and he just he biffed it. I mean, really, that's the best way to put it. But Adrian Moronk, right? Mm-hmm. This guy goes Yahtzee on Saturday, Sunday, or I'm sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He goes 66 63 66 he started with a 73 bobby on thursday yeah so he was at risk of getting caught on friday isn't he from poland too is he from poland oh are you about to drop this stat on me come on so First, first polish player to ever win a major golf event maybe so he is the first pull pull it or first player born in poland uh-huh. that has won a DP tour event and now has won his second. So technically he is the first ever to win multiple times on the DP world tour. Well, back up is the Australian open part of the DP world tour. I thought that, I mean, is the Australian open? It is. It is. It's, so they had to wait. Well, I thought they would, that was the South African open was both. the, it, it was very confusing. Really? Yeah. They wow. both had ties. You got DP World Tour points for both. So Adrian Moronk ends up going. T- so he's in second place now with DP World Tour points. And then you got the South African Open winner that ends up being first. So apparently you got more points 
for the South African Open than you did for this Aussie Australian Open. I like probably because it was a co-sanctioned event with the ANZ, the Australian ANZ tour. Well, let me ask you a question that I should know the answer to, but I don't. This is the new start of their new season, right? So this Correct. is their fall season. This is their what would be our fall season for the DP world tour right yep. yeah okay that's what that's what i figured it was so scotty back in the mix stevie's on the bag we look for big things from him next year obviously he was low aussie the aussies didn't have the greatest showing um last week as as good well, as they well Min oh god yeah min Woo Lee, we've been talking Third. about him yeah, but he's still, I mean, he's got an Australian accent, but he's fucking Korean, dude. I mean, I know his nationality. I ran that by he's, you last week, remember? He's Australian. He's got the accent. But I know. I've, I know him pretty good. I mean, I've talked to him quite a bit. So I know he's got the Aussie accent. But remember I was telling you my sneaky Bobby Brown theory that it, to get these kids out of military when the parents think they're going to be superstars, yeah. they move to another country. I don't know. I could be totally wrong on that. But, you know. That that's that's my theory, anyways. But they did finish second and third in Aussies. But it wasn't yeah. it wasn't. Sorry to all our Aussie guys down under that are listening to us and that kind of stuff. But I mean, when you got Scotty finished second, Min Woo Lee, it's sure not it's sure not bad. And Min, this Min Woo Lee is fucking going to be any kind of fucking player. That's for sure. He's just got to get back over here and get status because he had his exemptions last year. He didn't do jack shit with them. Um, we mentioned Lucas Herbert, a, 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 a big time world class player. Um, he finished T10. You know what the great feel-good story of this tournament is? Please do share. American-wise, I'm going to share. And he played good last week in Australian PGA. Do you remember a tour pro that was on tour for a while named Mark Wiebe? Do you remember that name, Mark Wiebe, at all? Does that I ring don't. a bell? So he played on tour probably 15, 17 years. So he had a son that was a decent college player named Gunnar Wiebe, right? And he tried to get through first stage and second stage, and he couldn't. And he tried for probably five or six years. <coughs> Excuse me. So... Wink got a real job. I think it worked a real job for like a year or two. And he was talking to his dad. His dad's like, man, just give it one more go, right? So he ends up getting his, he, I think he got through deep through DPQ school and he ends up top 10-ing the week before. I could be wrong in the Australian PGA. And then he finishes 17th last week. Wow. So that's just a random story. Uh, the diehard people that listen to us, the older guys my age, they would know you're too young. They would know the name Mark Weeby because he for sure went on tour maybe more than once. But it was sure interesting. Oh, how do like, I not know this name then? Yeah, Mark Weeby, W-I-E-B-E. What a great name for a kid too, Gunner. Yeah. You got to just reeks of like you come from money when you name your kid Gunner, right? <laughs> just reeks of money. It was kind of interesting with the first and the first and the and the second cut matt jones a defending champion he finished 36 which would have been which would have been technically last after they caught for for the second time but i think the bigger news is is guys that miss well leishman missed the first cut what a surprise um well it kind of is a surprise to me to tell you the truth cam smith Made the first cut on the number right, and then he missed the second cut. Cam Davis makes the second cut. Ryan Fox, who went Yahtzee last year, um, missed the second cut. So, you know, that was pretty – 
it was pretty interesting to tell you the truth. But I, you know, when I go and we'll go through the South, we'll go through the women's part first, and then we'll go through the South African Open. But you know what? I was like scrolling through these last two weeks and that kind of stuff because those live tweeters like to go, oh, we got seven guys in the field, we get nine guys in the field. They play like <laughs> shit. You know, none of them have really been playing any good. Well, I guess I just fucking sliced my own throat because Cam Smith won the Australian PGA, but he he to me is Cam Smith, right? Yeah, I mean, he was zero, no world number two yeah the big kahuna but the 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 ladies event was pretty exciting ashley buha is a is a fantastic player i think she shot 14 under or something like that she was 12 12 under under. yeah 12 under you're right you're you're right she beat a korean jiha shin who's a pretty good player uh hannah green who's an oz who's in oz is an aussie finished third uh, third yeah she was 10 under minji lee Min Woo's sister, who, who to me, I think, honestly, other than if you threw Nellie Corder out of the mix and and the one Korean who's been hurt, Jin Young Ko, I always thought Minji Lee is, well, she won the Ladies U.S. Open this year. She's, like, top three in the world. Um, uh, our good American that I was telling you about, Jennifer Cupshow, finished tied for 11th. How about this one? Laura Davies. She's got to be 75 years old. She finished like <laughs> T22 or something. Wow. Tied for second. And Kari Webb made the cut. Kari Webb made Kari the cut. Kari Webb is back. Yeah, oh, Kari man. Webb's still playing. Yeah, Kari oh, Webb. Yeah. After her retirement. And she made the cut. So that was, you know, that was pretty. I don't know. I think that's a good story when somebody like Laura Davies makes the cut, you know, Absolutely. because she, she's gone. There's some really upper echelon caddies out here on the PGA Tour, like Mark Fulcher, who we call Fooch, who works for Billy Horschel now and worked for Justin Rose forever. He cut his teeth with Laura Davies and, and says a lot of nice things about her. And and I mean, I'm going to say this the way that I want to say it, but. She's a big woman, right? So she's she's like a big woman, like grandiosa, muy grande woman. So I always like watching women like that play, you know, because you're not you're not that atypical athletic looking build or anything like that. So I don't know. It had to be pretty exciting for them. Um uh well, I lost myself for a second because I think you were reminding me that had had the men played against the women in that and from their proper set of tees in the same conditions. Thank you. Told me she would have finished fucking second, second, right? I actually, that's what I want to see. I want to see the women compete on their teams versus the men at their tees and like have a legit tournament to where the winner could be a male or a female. Yeah. 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 I think that'd be cool. And just do like one event a year. Yeah. Well, I'm going to touch on something that's coming up because we touched on this topic about, do I, do we think there's going to be a mixed event? I'm not, I don't know if you know of this yet, but I'll let the little cat out of the bag, but I'm going to wait till we get to this certain tournament to tell you what I think, but let's go to the South Africans open because I have a story about this dude that won this, this Thriston Lawrence guy. He's a bomber. He's a big stocky bomber guy. He's got a belly. I mean, that thing was hanging over that belt. I appreciate that guy. He likes his booze for sure. So my story on this Tristan Lawrence is, is you know, every year I love because I, I got the week because Troy, Troy takes his buddy to Mayakoba. So I'm always open the week of the Corn Ferry Tour, you know, finals. And so obviously I went last year and the year before I worked for this, this young kid I've been telling you about that I liked a lot named Louis Gagne, who played with Sam Burns at LSU. Well, two years ago, who do we get paired with the first two days? Thriston Lawrence. It's actually Thriston, not Tristan, because there's an H in there. And we get to like the first hole and I'm like, oh, this guy's built. And he hits this, my favorite ball flight, this low cut. And he's got a lot of speed and that kind of stuff. And we got to whatever course we teed off over there. There's two of them. I think the Marshwood number two is this, this not really a hittable 
par five, this kind of dog leg right. And it's a funky layup. There's water down the left. And you really got to pay attention. It's, got, it's the only hole you really got to really pay attention. So the Tristan Lawrence hits a bomb down there. And he's got like five wood in or something like that. And he fucking pull hooks it left of the world, like over the water. And if you get it over the water, there's a set of trees. And then there's the road, right? Like it's out of bounds. So so it's like nobody sees it splash. I think it lands at the top of the trees. So he calls an official over, right? And it's some chick official i shouldn't say chick official but i did some chick official that i've never seen before and he's pleading his case and i'm sitting there back there with the other guys in the group louis i go if she's going to give him i'm i go you guys might be shy and everything like that but i've been doing this for a long time if she gives him a fucking drop for hitting it in the hazard i'm fucking saying something because nobody you have to be sure it goes in the hazard right or reasonable assumption but with oscar with ob back there so she, he's over there pleading the case for like fucking 10 minutes and he's coming back like he's going to drop and she's driving a car back and that kind of stuff. And I just yelled at her. I'm like, you're not fucking giving that to him, are you? And she's like, well, I wanted to come back and talk to you guys. And I'm like, Louie, get in there, you know, get in there. So anyways, he had to, you know, he had to go back and I'm babbling now. He had to go back and hit his shot. She didn't give him the drop. But I reminded Louie because he played good in some tournaments last year. He ended up Louie ended up getting status and didn't keep his car on the corn ferry tour. Tristan didn't even get through, right? So he had to go back to South Africa and play. And he won something right off the bat. So his motivation, I was texting Louie, I go, remember this fucking Tristan Lawrence, dude? I go, he just won this fucking tournament. You kicked his ass out there. That should get you fired up. So now, now I'm waiting a couple of days because Louie had a disaster in second stage this year and he's going to have to play. Yeah. He's going to be, he's going to play in, in Europe a little bit, but I'm saving right before Christmas. I'm going to go, this fucking Tristan Lawrence just won the South African open and you, you kicked his ass. Always caddying, man. Gotta motivate. I mean, Bobby, the motivational speaker, right. it's like my new yes. favorite thing. I love yes. hearing all the motivational things yes. Bobby drops to people. Yes. I mean, the he got awesome. the James Island soccer club to win that open for, <laughs> The nine to twelve year olds. I don't know how old they are, but my God, was it fantastic! And nine year olds, nine year olds, absolutely love that. And it was all due to your motivational speeches. I mean, well, of just fantastic it was. work of out of you. I mean, we always you, know it's we always know it's the caddy, not the player, man. Everybody, <laughs> everybody that. knows. Now, yes. I do have to ask the be. Well, I'm going to put it this way. So, Tristan ends up. Do you know he had a five shot lead? early in that back nine he gets to hole number 12 he sent me a message that said he had some boomer lead and then he just started shitting all over himself oh shit i mean there was diarrhea everywhere and it was not a good color and it got ugly there for a second and he was on suicide watch for a little bit people i mean we we had to get a psychologist out there and he ended up i mean emergency came and my god did he hang on but he went uh, I think it was something like in from 12 to 16, he was five over. So in four holes, he was five over. He had a double in there. I mean, and thank God, the guy that he had a five-shot lead on ends up giving a couple back, and he ends up hanging on for the win. But you could tell. I mean, he was exhausted. He ended up missing on the last hole, too. The, the His competitor had a chance to make a birdie and to put the pressure on him with a four-foot puck coming up for his birdie. Sure enough, his competitor misses it, and then he misses the four-footer and taps in. But, man, what a disaster that would have been if if his playing competitor ends up making that birdie putt. And it wasn't a long putt. It was like eight feet for the competitor and then a four-footer for him. But his four-footer didn't even sniff the hole. 
I mean, man, that was just a layup. This man, when it's a fucking, I'm just gonna say it again. When it ain't easy, right, bro? When it's on, fuck. When it's on, it's bad. When it's on fucking tilt like that. When you're trying to get the horsey to the barn, especially for a W, it's just like you're looking for some kind of some kind of positive vibes going. But he got it done, and that's all that matters. That is all that matters. Hey, yeah. Hovland. I mean, it goes to show you when you have a big lead. We've talked about yeah. this before. It is tough, and might be the toughest thing on tour to it do is. to it close is. out a big lead. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. I've been in that situation before where I've had guys over the weekend have five shot leads and and end up finishing third. And it's just, man, as a caddy, you're just like, fuck, I got to say something. And you just want to change, you know, you just want to, you want to trick them into thinking something different's going on. And, and usually, it, usually it doesn't work. But I will tell you out of the South, South African Open, there's a couple names that, that, um, that we need to know about. Well, number oh, one is... Yeah, his number one is this kid from Germany. His name's Matty Schmidt, right? So he played at Louisville. He was a stud. And out here at uh, Charleston Country Club, this really nice course that had the U.S. Women's Open. That's uh, I think it's a, it's a Seth Rayner track with, like, the square bunkers and the square green. So they got this azalea. So I went out two or three years ago because I wanted to watch Boyd Summerhays' kid play. Preston mm, Summerhays was playing. Can play. Yeah, he could definitely play. But I got a couple of, I'm not going to mention his name, but, you know, the agent that I get my info from, who's one of my best buddies, he's like, hey, go watch this kid. I'm going to get this kid, this Matty Schmidt kid, and go and watch him play and tell me what you think. And I was like, holy fuck, he's got a fucking good one here. I've never heard, and I'm a college, so-called college expert, right? And this Matty Schmidt ended up finishing fourth. And the most importantly, he's a rookie on the PGA Tour this Ooh. year. He had a couple cuts right off the bat, played at Louisville. He was a stud. So that's a name for us to keep our eyes on as the PGA Tour rookies go. Say we his name a, one more time for the audience. Uh, well, it's actually Matthias. It's it's Matthias Schmid, but they call him Maddie because there's the Matthias Schwab from Austria that plays too, so you don't get the two mixed up. But it's Maddie, it's Maddie Schmid, and he's going to be playing over here full-time. Um, there is a, a another South African who Mondayed into a bunch of tour events the year before last, you know this name MJ Defu, and he got yeah. his MJ Defu got his card from the Corn Ferry Tour. I believe he won on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's a rookie this year. Um, he had a nice week. He finished fifteenth at eight under par. Um, Solid week. Oh, Charles Schwartzel finished ninth. Another live guy finished great. You know, had a pretty decent tournament. I mean, it's not the greatest field in the world, that's for sure. Brandon Grace WD. I don't know why Brandon Grace WD. I didn't I think did find injuries, Bobby. Oh, sure he is. Yeah, <laughs> sure he is. <laughs> the back always hurts when you shoot 76 the first day, eh, Great seat. So anyways, <laughs> anyways um, uh, that's just a couple names. That's just a couple names. It's funny when I go to these events like these azaleas and that kind of stuff. I'm like a kid in a candy store watching these watching these young guys play when they're 19 or 20 years old and there's no galleries around. There's just some parents, maybe a random agent or a couple coaches and that kind of stuff. So I look forward to doing that every year, always going the extra mile matt always love that bobby absolutely love that about you 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 bring home the info the insider info of these college kids the corn fairy kids i mean you are just bringing it home for the audience and man do we appreciate that it's a lot of hard work out of you it is a lot lot of hard hard work work. actually i forgot one key thing here and oh, well, it was no. something in my notes with Adrian. I'm just about done. I don't really have much other than the QBE shootout rundown. I mean, this is your show. Your Adrian, show. Adrian Moronk. Oh. Six foot five, Bobby. 
You two are okay. the same height. No, I'm six three. Oh, <laughs> so close, so close. Two inches. What's two inches? I, I, I like what you're saying. I like what you're saying. I like what you're saying, though. But Six this is your show this week. I don't have any trash. I don't have any dirt. I had one little, some little Twitter dirt that I wanted to drop, but you said I was not allowed to. So we're just going <laughs> to leave it like that because you got to put me on good behavior this week. <laughs> Always, and Santa's coming, and I'm, you know, Elf on the Shelf just showed up at my house. He's over here doing this little thing, so I don't want him to leave me any notes or anything like that. And honestly, what do you get a guy that's got everything? I got everything I need. I got yeah. everything I need. I got you the Bull podcast. I got Lori and the boys sleeping beautifully upstairs. So I'm a super happy man. But we do have what do we got coming up? This oh, you week? know what? You get a guy that he does that he has everything. Okay. You get him up. You get him a pull hook golf hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave it away. I'm terrible with like gifts and secrets. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> okay. Gifts. That's okay. Don't. Well, you just, have one coming when you get out just, here to Arizona. Well, I've been thinking about you for a while. And that's why I don't want you to get a, you to get super excited or anything like that. But I asked you to use shoe size a while ago for oh, a reason. So maybe wow. I got a little something special for you. But I don't know if you want to wear them or just stare at them or whatever. That? I, that, shit, I get you a freaking hoodie. And Can you I come into Phoenix? Are we going to have like the little gift exchange and everything? Oh, my God. Should we? Like, I drew Matt's name. <laughs> are you my secret Santa? Because <laughs> I'm yours. I drew Matt's name. What do we got this? What do we got this weekend? We oh got the- my God. It's silly season, Bobby. It is silly QB. season golf, silly season, the QPE shootout, but not only the right. QPE shootout, which happens right. the 9th through 11th. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Can, I, can I be honest here? Yeah, you don't give this, a shit about it. This team event sucks. Like it's I have no interest in it whatsoever. I've never had. Like this is I have no interest event. in the match. I have no interest in the match. I don't see, I, I have some interest in the match because we actually get to see Tiger, we get Rory, we get JT, we get Speeth. But you know what the one thing that has been let down when it's been all golfers? What? The trash talk. It sucks. Remember yeah. the Phil Tiger and like yeah. we're thinking we're going to get all this back and forth banter because they yeah. they hate each other and this is going to be great. It was forced banter that was just awful. And yet, like even at the Hero World Challenge, you're hearing Nota Begay talk about how Tiger has a one-liner for everything. And if you don't have one-liners to come back to Tiger, that you're going to get buried. There, yeah. There's none of that. And I mean, then all of a sudden you add Tom but, Brady, you add Peyton Manning, yeah. and all of a sudden it gets fun. And like Aaron you got Rogers. Barkley, Aaron Rogers, Rogers, Rogers was great. Right? Yeah, they were fantastic because they're more than just athletes. Like they're entertainers. Like they know, like the shit talking that they need to do, and they step up to the plate. So I'm curious to see because everybody hypes up this Tiger JT dynamic and the mm-hmm. fact that you know Charlie gets in on it, busting JT's balls, and JT comes right back at him, and then Tiger jumps in, and Tiger treats JT like the little brother he never had. This right. is the dynamic that I want to see, and I hope, I hope to God that this isn't your dorky kind of golf banter. Like, I hope that this is like real banter, because JT, like, I remember at the Barclays when JT first got on tour, I'm out there with Jordan Spieth's people, and we're on the driving range, and Jordan Lewittis, uh, one of Spieth's guys, goes, take a look at this kid. And, of course, you see JT sitting at about 5'9", 5'10", and about a buck thirty-five out there, dripping wet. 
and just bombing 300 plus yard drives getting up on his toes and i'm like holy shit i'm like yeah that that kid's legit and he's like that is the next kid that's going to be a big deal on tour and so we end up riding in a car over to the first tee and jt at the time uber had just come out with the shared um rides to where like you can split a fare with people but when they first came out with it you uh-huh. apparently there was a glitch to where you could just put it on somebody else. So right. sitting there, he's pulling up his phone. He goes, God damn it. Not again. And I'm like, what happened? And he's like, Oh, this fucking Uber app. And it, granted, we're driving over the first tee of the damn Barclays event. And he's sitting there. He's like this fucking app. He goes, this Uber, all of my buddies think it's hilarious to send me their bills for every Uber ride that they're getting in New York city. <laughs> and he's just pissed. And I'm dying. I'm absolutely dying. And Lewis is dying. We're having a great time. And so that's the JT that like people don't necessarily see per se. Yeah. But that's the JT I hope we see with Tiger. I hope I that think we will. I think hey, so. Question. What golf course is it at? I don't even know. Do you? So it's at Pelican Hill. So it's in. Oh, in Newport Beach. No, 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 no. So oh, Pel- no? Th- this is, Pe- or hang on, not Pelican Hill. It's Pelican Golf Club in oh, florida okay. in okay, like gotcha. um i'm trying to Never think of the name it. it's actually the course that's right behind me so oh, okay, it, gotcha. it looks gorgeous on all the images and everything i had never heard of it up until this so it's going to be pretty sweet to uh see it all go down out there i mean it's your it's your perfectly groomed manicured golf course that is going to be perfect for this type of match right it's 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 not taped is it is it live it's going to be live so it's going to be and live and, with, it's sat- and it's saturday Saturday. I feel like they've got the production there now because this is their what fourth or fifth capital one, the match. Right. Um, and yeah, I I remember watching it where guys had AirPods in for their microphone of doing the live broadcast while they're out there. So I think they've got it very much dialed in now from a production standpoint. And I'm actually looking forward to it because I do want to see what tiger has to offer. Like is tiger anything at this point to where even if he's riding around in a golf cart hitting golf shots can he hit the golf shots he says he can so okay so i'm i'm down i'm down a thousand pennies right you well i think i think it was your no i think it's two thousand pennies because you bet me a thousand pennies i won and then you bet me another thousand pennies another time i won again okay i'm on i'm on a fucking street people so I'm gonna take. So it's my pick then, because I'm the loser. Yeah, so go I'm gonna ahead. take. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take. It's Rory and Tiger, right? Yeah. I'm gonna take Rory and Tiger. Oh fuck yes! I'm taking JT and Spieth all day. I have been He's thinking got about this. The partner. Oh my god! But you know what? Those two look at the Ryder Cup records. Ah well, I know I was involved in some of them. You don't have to bring that up. And Rory's but, idol is Tiger. Rory's gonna be a little nervous out there. Oh fuck no! He's not gonna be fucking nervous they're getting paid millions of dollars he's not gonna be fucking nervous Jeez. he's gonna be nervous bobby i got a bet on jt and spieth for the i mean it's straight up i mean there's okay. i think it's like minus 110 on both sides so i'm gonna get we're i'm i'm gonna we're, we're gonna get another wager going because i do even though you hate the qbe i wanted to talk about the qbe a little oh, bit boy which, which you team do you like run. well i'm not gonna say that but you know what you know what hit the newswire today the QBE is going to be a mixed event next year. 
Wow. And were we not talking about this last week? Bobby, do you think there's going to be a mixed event? Well, here's our little baby step that we were talking about that these girls are going to get the respect. So the QBE is going to be a mixed event. I know Nelly and Lexi are playing in it this year, but um, it's, it's an okay it's let's go over the teams. Okay. We'll go over the teams and then yeah, you get I, a pick. I actually have no idea because I didn't even look at okay, the QBE so, because I don't like the golf term. Bobby, I'm leaving okay. this one to you. This is your okay, show. So, so you would think that Cooch and Harris English are probably going to be the favorites because they've won it, I think, like three times, right? So basically, when I go through these t- teams for another thousand pennies, you're going to pick a team. I'm going to okay. pick a team, and I've already picked mine because I know you're not going to pick them. And whoever, you don't have to win it, but whoever, whatever team beats the other team, that's another thousand pennies. Okay, so it's Cooch and Harris English, three-time champions, right? It's uh, Jason Day and Billy Horschel. Poor Jason Day. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, who? Here's a good one: Steve Stricker and Cameron Young. Strix won that thing a couple times. Couldn't play last year because he was hurt. Remember, he got super sick and things weren't good. But what's the format? Um, so Best it's like ball? a Ryder Cup style. So the first day is um, the first day is best ball right i'm not sure what the second day is because it all comes down to the third day on alternate shot and i know the third day is is alternate shot so okay. you're gonna that have to give me a thought that gives you a thought so stricken cam young um sneaky good team here tom hoagie saith the gala is a good team brian Harmon, sep straka both university of georgia guys um uh, Keith Mitchell and JJ Spawn. Mm, I don't know. Max Homa and Kisner. Trey Mullinax, Scott Stallings. Mm, I don't know about that either. Um, Nelly Corner and Denny McCarthy, who Bobby Brown has called Denny McCarthy the world's greatest putter he's ever seen. And I think, who am I missing? Um, Lexi Thompson, right? You yeah, and Maverick player. McNeely. Lexi Thompson and Maverick McNeely. Corey Connors and uh, KH Reed are going to oh. be a team. And then I don't know how fucking Charlie got a spot because he's played it a million times. But maybe it's a Charlie Hoffman going away party with Ryan Palmer. Maybe it's their final swan song in that deal. I've got so, my team. Who is it? It's Brian Harmon and Seb Straka. You motherfucker. <laughs> You cannot. I'm the biggest Brian Harmon fan. Oh, I just stole your pick. And I got first dibs for the thousand pennies. Oh, my God. You have to go to play and beat. Wow. Unbelievable action there. I was going to say Brian Harmon and Sepp Strzok because we're third in the power rankings. I'm going to give give it to you. No, no, I'm going to give it to you because I knew that you were going to pick them. I knew you were going to pick them. Listen, so, I don't want any inquiries next week when we do our thing. So you take Brian Harmon and Seth Stalker because that's your first pick, right? That's who you'd pick? Well, I knew I knew that you were going to pick them. Okay. I mean, that was your team. So okay, Matt, I, you're I, I, who's your, your pick? I am going to go Cam Young, Steve Stricker. Uh, that's a good one. I'm going to go with Brian Harmon and Seth Stalker. <laughs> This is going to be the world shoulders episode. Our people are going to find love this is for an hour and 45. No, this is fantastic action here. Right. I don't know what you're talking about, Bobby. This is entertainment. <laughs> this is entertainment. So this is the part of the show where I shut up because you are so much more educated on all the good stuff and all the scoop going on with, with live golf. So well, hang on. We're not to live yet. I know you want to dive into live this, this episode is going to be longer than you think well, we got, we handled the match, which we talked about a little bit. You got Tiger and Rory for a thousand pennies. I yep. mean, you're you're definitely looking to win your two thousand pennies back this week because 
I mean, you got the QB, you got the A team with Brian yep. Harmon and Seb Straka. That's fine. Yep. The yep. match, I mean, most people would say Tiger and Rory because Rory's the best, but I'm going JT and Spieth. I think they've got the dynamic. They've been friends since they were children. PNC Championship coming oh, up. That's on not till next weekend. That's I know, till- but I do want to bring it up just we early. Something to talk about next we're going to dive into it next week. But I go. You all go. I want, all I want to say is, yeah. is this, has this become the Tiger and Charlie versus John Daly and John Daly too? It possibly could be because who else can go? With, is JT playing with his dad this year? JT's playing with his dad. You got Nelly Corda playing with her dad. You got the year before last. Yeah, and you know what? They were right there last year, yeah. except JT's dad threw his back out. And oh, then at the last yeah. round, they they oh, just that's right. I remember watching. Yeah, it was JT, yeah. and JT was going lights out, and his dad couldn't do anything. That's right. And Nelly and Peter Corda, no chance. No. Unless it was and, and, and then that's about all that's interesting for the teams there, to be honest with yeah. you. But well, it's a pretty cool father-son event, basically, yeah. or father-daughter. Yeah, or father-daughter. VJ Singh plays in it with his son Cass, doesn't he? I mean, they're, they're, there's no like, chance there. There's no chance there. I saw just uh, – who else is playing new Pod, – Podrick, Podrick Harrington's playing. I think he plays with his son. I saw Justin Leonard's playing with his dad. Is it Spieth playing with his dad, too? Yeah. No, Wait, he's different player or not. He's okay, but here's—I mean, Charlie's reached a new level, and yeah. John Daly too is a freaking stick. Oh, so yeah. it's like you put them with their dads, and I—I I think they're gonna reach a new level of father-son action there, and I—I I think it's becoming, and it could be for the next couple of years, as long as Tiger can still get in a cart and hit a golf shot. I yeah. think it's going to be the Tiger and Charlie versus JD and JD too. So that's okay. where we're at with that one. I just want to bring it up as kind of a yeah, well, we're not making any picks until I see no. how the cards fall on our two wagers. No, no picks until next week. We'll we'll yep. discuss the PNC Championship yep. in detail next week and get into some some internal betting for a thousand pennies. Yeah. But Bobby, whatever happened, and this is kind of teed off of this silly season, as I like to refer to it as, I mean, it's exhibition season. I'm not, it, I'm ripping it, but at the same time, I'm doing it in jest that this whole exhibition season, whatever happened to the Shell's wonderful <gasps> world of golf? I mean, you know, you brought classic. You brought that, you brought that up. You brought that up last week too. Don't you remember? You touched on it a little bit. I know it was. It was great. I remember I liked like the super old ones from like the oh, 70s yeah. and the 1960s. But my only shell wonderful world of golf story I heard from was one that was canceled. And it was a it was a, a, a tragedy. There's a place above Pebble Beach way up in the hills. It's called the Preserve. And it's like a real ritzy place up there in Monterey. I wouldn't even know if that was called Monterey or not. But I know that Fred Couples was playing somebody in that one year. And there was why am I even talking about this? Because it's such a tragedy. But there was horrible windstorms, and one of the cameramen for one of the for the network oh, that no. was covering it mm-hmm, died. His oh. whole thing went down. So you might want to edit that. I'm not sure if you. No, want that's to okay. But I mean, rest so, in peace, cameraman. But I thought that's why they kind of. I thought maybe that's kind of why they stopped them. I'm not sure. Wait, but what year was that? I don't even. I don't even know because last week you were talking about the one that I think you were talking about. Duval and Tiger. Yeah, and then it had to be at Sherwood, right? Because yeah. Sherwood's famous for that rock in the middle of the fairway and that 
that that one par that one par four, which by the way, one time I was there with Sungjae made bogey there and I got my ass fucking reamed by him for his pathetic bogey. But, but um, I miss it. You know, I miss it. I'm sure you can turn on the golf channel at three in the morning randomly every once in a while and see, you know, Peter Alice used to call him, didn't he? Remember that famous Peter Alice, that uh, the European announcer with the great accent that always. Oh yeah. Lovely. He put me to sleep all the time. His voice was so so yeah. just like soothing soothing yeah, it really was yeah soothing soothing but there is a guy on twitter or something peter alice that's pretty fucking funny guy too have you ever seen his his deal there's a twitter dude that goes by something peter alice that always says lovely and shit like that and fires some shots at people imagine that me liking somebody that fires shots at people so <laughs> now, i don't have any hang on a second i just pulled it up because what? i wanted to make sure that it was sherwood country club it sure that's is it? so you were yeah. spot on there yeah. But yep. did you know that it was, this was after. The Fred Couples thing. Yeah, well, it and also it was, was not a Shell's Wonderful World of Golf. It was the Motorola Showdown oh. at oh. Sherwood. So the sponsorship changed. So I think you might be onto something here with yeah. Shell's Wonderful World of Golf, which looks like it ended with, oh, oh no, that was coined the match. Yeah, hang on, folks. I'm doing this on the fly here. I thought you were burping, but you're actually no. I, I'm working here. It ran until 2003, so it ended in mm -hmm. 2003, mm -hmm. which I have no idea if your event is what ended it. So that's really interesting. I'm going to have to do I, some more research. Yeah, on that. do some do some updates on that. I don't got any players going to live or any scoop or anything like well, that. Well, we got the pip, Bobby. We got well, the pip results. I wonder why Adam Scott was firing out 37 fucking tweets a fucking day. That's so unlike him. But he only made like a million or two million. He, what did two he mil. Two mil. He finished barely in the top ten. But this is this is your department. Talk about the pip. Another 15 million for oh, Tiger. Man. He fucking needs it. 15 mil to Tiger. He can't be beaten. He can't be beaten in the pip. No, he okay. really can't. I mean, that that's basically just give it to Tiger. Rory came in second, though, at 12 mil. You had gotcha. Spieth. Spieth finished third, which yeah. I found was pretty shocking. Yeah. What is I don't ever remember him tweeting much, except maybe. I don't think it was the tweeting. I think it was maybe. the commercials with like AT&T and stuff. Oh, that's all figured in, too. I thought it was all, yeah. like, Instagram and Twitter and shit. Well, like, it's your social media. So it's it's the, just, like, go, your media coverage. A, there was a name in there. Go down the top ten. Go down the top yeah, ten. So, speed with three. JT was fourth. You had Rom after that in fifth. Scheffler, sixth. Xander, seventh. Fitzpatrick, eighth. Zalatoris, ninth. Finau, tenth. Morikawa, eleventh. Lowry, twelfth. Kisner, thirteenth. Homa 14th, Horschel 15th, Fowler 16th, Adam Scott 17th, Jason Day 18th, Cantley 19th, and Hovlin is 20th. Okay. The one that is really surprising is that Max Homa was so low because Max Homa was like the biggest hit on Twitter, on social media. Everybody was going nuts. Like this was the this was the breakout year for Max Homa. And I don't know how they get these results. Yeah. But it, Whoever was doing the results for the PGA Tour was sleeping on Max Homa because there's no way. And I know Kisner did a lot of barstool sports and it ain't yeah. no hobby and all that stuff. Yeah. But 
My yeah. God, Max Homa was on fire on Twitter. He was burning he's, accounts left and right. He's the best. He he he's the best Twitterer or tweeter on the PGA Tour by far, isn't he? And he's fucking so funny, man. He's so I thought he'd be in the top five. I saw him throw up something today at, um, and I'm sure it was a picture on the range from the QBE because I usually have to play double pro ams there. You have to play a, a pro am on Wednesday and Thursday, but it was. His his caddy is Joe Griner, who's a lefty. So it was hit, him hitting balls, and then Joe had his bag, you know, a righty and a lefty. And he th- and I just thought it was so fucking cool that he he's like, man, sometimes I have to pinch myself, or I'm fabricating this, or he's like, I get to I get to I get to travel and play golf for a living, and I'm pretty good at it, and I get to do it with my best friend and and that kind of stuff. And it was a, the two of them on the range hitting balls and that kind of stuff. And that's just goes to show you what the character of Max Homa, right? He's a dope. You want dude. to know what my angle is on that? They're from SoCal, right? They're both oh, so. There you go. The yeah, well, the SoCal. Hey, no disrespect to you. you well, know. we have nobody from New York that ends up playing on the PGA Tour other than you uh, Joey Sindelar. You got Cam, you got Cam Young. Well, Cam Young's like a Massachusetts guy. Oh, it was. Well, I thought he grew up at Sleepy Hollow. Isn't that New York? Yeah, I guess so. I, you might well, be right. What about, we got a good Asian out there that went to Stanford. That's a that 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 grew up right by Wingfoot. Brandon Wu, you know that name, Brandon Wu. Oh, I mean, I do. Yeah. All right. You know what? You yeah. raise a, you raise a good point. You made a, a couple good points there. You put me in my Johnson place. Wagner grew up there, didn't he? Back in the day, didn't Johnson Wagner I grow don't up? No, but he had a yeah. great mustache there for a while. Yeah, he's, he's such a pimp. That <laughs> thing, that right. thing is a handlebar. It, it yeah. was just, yeah. it was for impressive. Sure. I so that's our pimp. That's our pimp. Easy money for easy money for Tiger. Can, but can I say one thing that other caddies have said before? Can they take a fucking million or two million out of that pip and give us some kind of retirement or some kind of health insurance? Or something for the caddies. Just I'm still shocked that the business structure is that the caddies are 10.99. That makes zero sense to me. That's one thing Live Golf is doing right, in my opinion. To where, like, you're an employee of the PGA Tour. You're not like. Well, technically, I'm not. I know. Independent contractor. It's unbelievable. Well, as you know, the backstory, they could sure suspend you or threaten to suspend you if they want to. And you're not a member of the PGA Tour. And I wonder where that falls on the legal front. But they we have made some progress with health insurance because they do reimburse us because I'm going through renewing health insurance right now. And I think I have to do it by December 15th. But I'm so irresponsible on doing shit like that. But they do reimburse us. And I want to say. I'm going to get into the insurance business here because I think they reimburse us $675 a month. So I'm 58. So I'm 58 years old. Right. And I pay for my health insurance for my, for my two little boys. Lori gets hers through her school. So I've been shopping insurance rates. What do you think like a blue cross blue shield for a 58 year old guy who is a fucking specimen of health, a specimen of health. What do you think I'm getting all these quotes? What do you think my average monthly price is for me to insure myself by myself? What would your guess be? 850. Fuck, you're good. Yeah, no, yeah. I I there I had a short period of time to where I worked at ADP. Why so much? <laughs> the lowest one I got was like 724 with like a fucking $8,000 deductible. Now explain this to me because I'm stupid everywhere else but on a golf course, right? Um so let's say I I take a plan, a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan that is 724 a month. And it's an $8,000 deductible. Does that mean if I break a wheel or something like that, that I'm paying the first $8,000 out of my pocket? Well, it depends on what is your out-of-pocket maximum. 
I don't. I haven't got that far yet. That's what yeah, you so. So yeah. the deductible. Sometimes the deductible is irrelevant because you're out of pocket right. maximum. And granted, you're out of pocket maximum. If you hit a certain number, then the deductible doesn't even matter anymore. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I was shocked how expensive insurance is. Oh, it's me. insane. I mean, this, this whole. <laughs> getting into a random topic here, but the healthcare system here in America is pretty jacked up. And when you see how much it increases year over year, it's like, uh -huh. this is unsustainable. You, like it's increasing faster than the stock market's growing. Like it's well, unbelievable. Well, do you think it, it's, <coughs> it's because I'm 58 years old? Do you think that? Yeah, has well, you're do? higher risk because of your age. And when you all of a sudden go out and get independent, yeah. There's so many businesses that get together in a professional employer organization, which basically is all these employers pool everything together. And that's who gets the best deals on healthcare. When you uh, go out independently, bundle, bundle. they're looking at you for your age. And based off of your age bracket, basically you're at a higher risk of going and having health problems or having to go to the yeah. doctor more. So that's what they're based. They're basing gotcha. it off of you as an individual where everybody that works in a corporate environment, they're basing it off of the entire sum, the average age of all the employees. And I mean, there could be a thousand different businesses within mm -hmm. this whole collective. And that's why businesses get such a better discount when it comes to that than Somebody like yourself as an independent. I got you. I even shot, she gave me some quotes and I even shopped her because I was talking to Micah, you know, my buddy, our, our buddy Micah. And he was like, oh, just go to healthcare.gov. They were actually more expensive. They were in the 850 range that you were talking about. But you want to know what the fuck thing, fucked up thing is? And I appreciate the PGA Tour reimbursing us 675. But did you know we get 1099 on that? Yeah. That's not right. Get some pip money. Hook the boys up, man. Jesus, I could take a Titleist to the Dome at any time in a Pro-Am on a Wednesday, right? <laughs> it's the one thing I think they... Mr. Rosenberg's fucking firing fucking shots at you and shit. Oh, the, the, they, need, they need to fix that. I mean, you guys are employees of the PGA Tour. Like, they, I, yeah. I don't like that setup, that business structure of putting you guys as 1099s. It doesn't make sense. It's not no, right. It but hopefully if we bitch enough, it'll set it up for guys like my oldest son, Daniel, and that kind of stuff, the guys for the future. Exactly. You know, or, because we're starting to get a little bit more respect. And I'm just going to say, when you're when you're in a pro-am and that kind of stuff, fuck the player. The, the, the amateur players like talking to the caddies more than they like talking to the pro, right? Because they feel like they're getting on the pro's nerves. And the pro can, not all of them, but can... Like Troy's really good in pro-ams. You know, he's super funny, super witty. He's got a great sense of humor, you know. But you get guys out there that are like you know, hitting five shots, Jimmy Walker. If you get behind Jimmy Walker in a pro-am, it's like he rolls in on Tuesday and Wednesday's his practice round. And you're like, Jimmy, what the fuck are you doing? You just hit the same three wood in the middle of the fairway fucking five times. They're, they're just, it gets so fucking annoying, you know, but caddies are cool, man. Most of caddies are fucking cool. Well, you guys, guys have all the stories. And on top yeah. of that, you guys have all the inside scoop as to everything going yeah. on. Cause you guys all talk. The players don't always talk across the board so it's like you guys end up having the best scoops out of everyone so like yeah, for sure yeah, i would pick a caddy's brain in a pro am way more yeah. than i would pick the other pro it's funny you can guarantee within first within the first 15 minutes of the first two holes out there the amateurs say the same thing to the caddy they're like you guys and fine i used to be cool about it but they'd be like boy this has got to be brutal for you guys right and i am at first i'd like I'd give the proper answer now i just look at them and go yeah it's fucking horrible and they just they breathe they're like 
oh shit and i'm like dude i'm fucking you man this is like a last look at the golf course it's actually an advantage to play in a pro-am on on wednesday you got any live scoop i ain't got yeah shit. well here's the thing i mean i mentioned I at the shit. beginning live golf files another lawsuit which apparently is attached to the pga tour one the antitrust they're going after the dp world tour and not only oh, that wow. they state so here's the thing this came from golf monthly came out yesterday and it states unlawful conspiratorial agreement between the PGA Tour and DP World Tour. So basically that they're teaming up against Live Golf to try to conspire to make it an anti-competitive scenario. But what's hilarious is that there's even a subpoena in addition to the lawsuit to oust the DP World Tour CEO which, again, is according to Golf Monthly. But that subpoena, yeah. What? They're trying to oust him in, so there's a subpoena that he cannot come, and they, they filed this in Florida, which DP World Tour is like, we, our headquarters is over in the UK. Like, we have no relations in Florida. So they're trying to get this thrown out, which they're not going to meet until January. So uh, apparently at the... Uh, I believe it's the PNC Championship. They were saying that uh, so Jay Monahan and Keith uh, are going to end up getting together, and they were trying to stop that basically with the subpoena and everything. Uh, but as you mentioned to me, and then I, I looked it up, the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour are firing back. But not only are they firing back, but this is actually really smart, and you've noticed that finally, I don't know what it was or how, or if somebody, they hired a PR agency for the PGA Tour, I don't know. But did you realize that after all the bashing I did about how improper the PGA Tour handled all of this in the beginning, yeah. that have you heard a word from Jay Monahan over the past several months? Not no. a freaking thing, no. which is priceless because he's letting all the Live Golf stuff come to light. Live Golf can talk as much as they want. Mm -hmm. and it puts them in the bad light, which mm -hmm. is the best PR move you can possibly make. Yes. And guess what? They didn't come out with statements against this lawsuit. The DP World Tour didn't make a whole lot of comments about it. And you know what they did? What? They did the smart thing, and they went, and they ended up buying stake in the Japan Tour, which... Whoa is certainly a target of live golf to try to once again get their yeah. guys and they've been buying up all of these little tours because they're trying to create a setup so that their guys can get world golf ranking points mm -hmm. and that was a really smart move by the pga tour and dp world tour so instead of going and doing the pr thing and jay monahan making a statement or the dp world tour ceo they end up staying quiet and they just stick it right back to them, which, you know, that's the right play. That's yeah. the right move. You've been saying that. You've been and saying that, that since this live thing started. You've I been did. saying that. So you're a pretty smart guy. See, you New York guys are pretty fucking smart. Hey, come at me, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Let's go. Be careful what you wish for. Hey, I'm a. I'm a Here's one thing. Did you know, did you see the picture that they broke ground at TPC Scottsdale for the DraftKings Sportsbook? Unbelievable. And, and it sounds like it's somewhere right there 
in right in between like the what is it the desert course i used to play the champions back. course the champions course yeah 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 yeah. the champions course is probably right in between there but i did see a picture of them monahan with the shovels and everything like that and um uh, it sounds like this thing is can they get it up and running quick enough for february i don't the tournament? know I don't My brother know. Gary is a disease gambler, lives at Desert Ridge. He's got to be the happiest motherfucker on the planet right now. So now he doesn't have to do everything on the fucking computer, you know? Well, we got the app now. I mean, it's legal here in yeah, Arizona, but for all the out-of-state people that yeah. end up coming in, because you need to be a resident of Arizona in order yeah. to sign up or gotcha. of a legalized gambling state, but now anybody that goes to the tournament, and I got to imagine that they're going to have it up and running for the Waste oh, Management yeah. Open. They oh, have yeah. to because if they've just announced it, they're doing the shovels and everything, I am sure that this thing's going to be up and running so that they can collect as much gambling money as humanly possible at the right. Waste Management Open for all the out-of-state people that aren't in legalized territories. They can yeah. just go in there, make their bets for the tournament, and right. then go right to the tournament or just or, sit in the sports book and drink and get... You know what uh, What else is smart? How many out-of-state people are going to be there because the fucking Super Bowl's there? Oh, it's actually, you know what? Jeez, I keep forgetting about that. This is going to be a damn yes. zoo out here in Arizona. Yes. But that is another great point because it happens the same weekend. It's going to be an absolute debacle. And by the way, since we're talking about the Waste Management Open, I'm glad you brought yeah. this up and you reminded oh, me. Oh, you need tickets? No, <laughs> no. Guess what, Bobby? Well, what? Bobby, I fully expect Greenskeeper tickets. So yeah. you're, you're going to have to hook up a dozen of those. I, I already told you I got yeah. you covered. You got me covered, and I appreciate that. No, do you know how many open spots there are? Three. Three, Bobby. Bobby, I looked it up. The registration is open. I have filed. I'm not going to say when I'm playing, but I will announce it on a podcast event that in February. Now, granted, there are several different, like, pre-qualifications, and then there's the Monday qualifier, but it's the lowest three at the Monday qualifier are in the Waste Management Open. Well, okay. Okay, so congratulations, (laughs) but I have two words for you, and you already said them. Pre-qual. You need to qual. You need to pre-qual, Matt. Pre-qual. That's going to be very important, pre-qual. There's only, like, the low, I think it's a low two from each of the pre-quals. Yeah, End up going in ties. Well, oh, Bob, his, his, it, it's historically, happened. that's the hardest Monday to get through. But you got to have big dreams, kid, don't you? you gotta, it's funny. Oh, I was sitting, I was sitting on the couch today, and I'm like, man, I better do like Troy's booked all of his flights to the West Coast. He's like, my, you can get this, Frontier, but you can do this, and getting out of there Super Bowl Sunday is a disaster because I think we go to Pebble. So I was doing all my flights. So my my schedule looks like this. Like Troy doesn't practice much, right? So he's going to Arizona to hang out at Phoenix Country Club. I think he's going here pretty soon, December 14th, 15th, and 16th. And then I will meet him there January 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And we and he. it's funny. Bobby, why are we not going to play some phoenix country club with troy i don't let's know. go get it in because i don't because i don't play anymore yeah, you do. you're a player I, I always crack 80 that's all you need to know i always crack 80 i'm gonna go down with anybody one tee box up and five aside ask dustin johnson i beat him twice out of 100 times that's right he never fucking wow. paid well, but, bobby bobby i tell you what that is a challenge i'm willing to accept yeah okay <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to know? I've, I've been getting the bug. I've been getting the bug to play, and my sticks have been sitting in my mom's garage in La Quinta for. Okay, so I haven't played around of golf, and let's just be honest. 2016, I played with Kokrak out at um, Lake Nona, where Poulter, where Poulter plays, Lake Nona and Annika. Oh, I played. love Lake Nona. So I told Troy, I was sitting on the couch and I, I'm like, fuck, I'm dying to go play again, right? Because his coach is always harassing me, Steve, Steve Dalby's like, you gonna play, you gonna bring your sticks? And I'm like, Steve, I take one swing a day at the 17th players on fucking Wednesday. That's enough nerve wracking for me. But I was an addict, right? Like before, before I hurt myself and before Riker and Patton came into my life, I told you a million times, I was like you, Every day, all day on a day off from fucking seven in the morning till fucking seven o'clock at night. I couldn't get enough. I could not get enough. So I told Troy, I'm like, hey, man, I let in the song and dance. I go, if you have any extra sets of clubs, which I know he's got a fucking garage full. Right. I go, I am getting the itch to play. Your coach is giving me a hard fucking time. He's one of the best coaches I've ever seen, but I've also seen him play and I got a pretty good chance of beating him because coaches don't play very often. They're always teaching. Right. And coaches deals are they try and swing perfect. Right. What they teach. Everything has to be fucking perfect. So they're fucking mind fuck on the golf course. They just <laughs> don't really know how to play golf. So Troy goes out. So, so Troy hits me back. He goes, yeah, I got some old stuff. And I'm like, sweet, I'm going to get his backup title. So I had some last year. Um, and he texts me back and he goes, I don't have big enough boxes to send woods. And I'm like, well, no, well, dumb, dumb. Send me the heads of the woods because I don't need to hit the ball fucking 80 yards right with your shafts in there, even though he doesn't have a ton of swing speed. So send me the heads and that kind of stuff. And he goes, yeah, I got some old stuff. I go wedges. I go, Hey, I need a putter too. And I'm hoping that's going to be some kind of fucking Scotty. He goes blade or mallet. And I go, I'm a fucking mallet guy for sure. So, but then I was thinking, and they sent me a text yesterday and he goes, unlike you with your side hustle selling the shoes, I have not shipped anything out yet. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, it's okay, man. I'm going to crack 80 no matter what. My point is, is I'm like, ah, fuck he was under contract for wilson for like three or four years i'm probably getting the wilson oh no yeah that would We're be a okay with the irons because the irons are fucking good their irons are really fucking does he play blades he, he plays a combo he plays a he plays he plays blades in i'm gonna say seven iron eight seven eight nine was six seven eight nine pitching wedge or blades and then i don't even know what a bad caddy i am i touch those clubs fucking all day every day and then the two three four and the five iron are some ts cavity backs from titleist but it's an all brand new set but that was my angle to get the titleist shit you know shit. So, and bobby can still play blades you think Oh uh, yeah, I just hood him a little bit. Yeah, I just okay. hood him a little bit. Yeah, I just I played the seven twelves, but the new yeah. Titleist blades are just. I always, always like blades and like and like. Well, not I wouldn't say seven iron, but eight iron, nine iron, and pitching wedge and that kind of stuff. But I had when I when I was when I was playing decent. When so I was kind of a hustling five or six. I had these. Um, I had these. Um, uh, do you remember the tailor made rocket blades? They were called oh, of rocket course. Blades. I mean, those things the went big, a mile. Oh my God! You ain't kidding. What's <laughs> so wrong with those gloves? And that's in my mom's garage, and they made me this sick. That's when I was important. They made me these six uh, KBS shafts, these white KBS shafts, and they thought oh, it was really cute. The tailor had to put these ionic bright yellow grips. Yeah. Fuck! I peered the fuck out of those. Oh, you were a G out there. Look at you. Yeah, I was a G back. Yeah. I I can chip. I can roll the pillow. Wow, you just couldn't play. So now I'm all fired up to start playing. So if the box comes in this week, we'll drop. We'll drop the inventory on everybody and and see what I got. Because I will. I will go out and hit balls 
for four or five days and maybe get 18 holes in and that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, Oh, my whole point was my traveling. I was getting to my traveling. Yeah. So I caught the third, fourth and fifth and Troy's pretty smart. We'll play Phoenix country club on the third and the fourth. We play all day. He plays all day. And then to get ready for Sony, because it's so tight, he goes out to Mesa country club. You've been to Mesa country club. That's the whole Joel Damon, the home of Joel Dom and Joel Damon. I know. Right? I, wa- I want to actually get a membership out there. Yeah. And the dang pro, because I'm under the age of 40. So I want the executive membership. But he knows okay. that I'm like close. And mm-hmm. they've closed out the executive membership because they got so many new members coming in, paying the equity gotcha. price and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I know Mesa Country Club. It's a sick little track, and it's a great it team for Sony. I mean, you, I'm just wondering where I'm going to start this fucking pole cut that I hit with fucking 12-yard wide fairways, you know? But I can roll the pill, dog. I can roll the fucking pill. And his I, coach is so pissed off, you know? But coaches, when they go out and play, it's so fun to watch. They get so fucking pissed off, you know? It's like, you're a fucking coach, man. You don't ever get a chance to play. You're one of the best coaches in the world, so. Well, Bobby, guess who started rolling the pill recently? Well, you, because you shot 69, the whole world knows it all. No, 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 not just then. I mean, I, I, I did not miss many pods out at the Shads, which is Mountain Shadows. But um, if you and I, if you want to go out, we can yeah, take out the know. boys. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go play a little golf. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, I am rolling the pill. I went over to this new spot that I was telling you about earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. not open yet, but this is going to be like... Pop Stroke, the Tiger Woods one on steroids, but for serious golfers, yeah. it's called Putting World. And right. it's going in in North Scottsdale. This facility, it's all indoors. It's massive. And they're doing the undulated greens and everything. They got technology in there. Not sure. Can I interrupt you? You got your little sticky little fingers and everything. You know what's going on in the golf world in Arizona, don't you? I, 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 you know, little by little, little by little, Bobby, hey, I tell you. I don't want to pump myself up here. I like to be self-deprecating more so than the ego. You know, when the ego comes out, it's too much. It, not to touche you, but I do most of my Christmas shopping at the at, at the outlets for my family here. You know, it's like 10 minutes from me. And I'm like, man, they were like, like a four or five months ago. Like, I remember I told you, I like I'm in the shoe thing. So I like to go to that Nike outlet and see if there's any J's oh, yeah. around or, or whatever. And they were clearing out a bud list. It's by the airport, this big parcel of land. And I'm like, man, I wonder what they're going to build there, you know. And so I rolled up a couple of days ago and I saw the big fences and everything like that. And I'm like. Holy fuck, we got a top golf 10 minutes from my house. I've never oh been to a top golf. I've never been to a top golf before. And I'm going to take my boys to the top golf, but they ain't going on the second floor, or the third floor. They're going, no, mine two little spazzes. I'm out of breath. Can we quit now? <laughs> we, we can quit. I got one last thing, though, for okay, you, Bobby. So at that putting world, I get mm. on the same oh, yeah. putt lab. It's not open yet. It's going to open, I believe, in January. Um, I think it's like January 8th is like their target date, but there's a lot of construction that still needs to go on. But I'm sitting on Sam Putt Lab, and guess who was in the green at the uh, professional level? Who? Your boy. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. And I guess what my weakness is? Or something like that. My weakness is golf. Or <laughs> is golf, yeah. That, that's ball exactly striking? my weakness. No, is putting. No, I'm uh, a ball striker. I always oh. struggled when it came to putting. So now all of a sudden, okay. I don't know what it is, but in my later age, I got yeah. a couple putting aids and I started using them, the mirror work. Uh-oh. And yeah. next thing you know, your boy's rolling the rock. And I all mean, right. I made everything within 10 feet for 72 holes I played the other day. We played from 6.30 in the morning till dark. And okay. 
I made everything within 10 feet, Bobby. Everything was dropping. So I'm just warning you, if you want to do tease up and you want to have five shots at time, I will will bet you a thousand pennies out there. (laughs) We will get it going. (laughs) It's right what I I can afford during Christmas time. I I appreciate you. Okay, uh, buddy. I will. Well, we'll chat next time. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening and we will round up all the silly season shit that's going on this weekend. And maybe we'll have some live scoop or something like that. Or somebody's going to say something stupid on Twitter that I can fucking run with or messages. I love it. All right, Bobby. Till all right, time. man. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to season two of the pull hook golf podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and go to www.pullhookgolf.com.